Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast auto trader, echo park automotive 400 uh, in the books forever Uh, burning somewhere still. Talladega coming up. We're going to recap everything from Texas. We're going to talk a little bit about our our bets in Texas. We're going to talk about uh possibly a couple of of plays for Talladega and a couple of uh of paint schemes that dropped that are going to be magical uh for the Talladega weekend. It's all about NASCAR. It's all right now. I'm Chase Holden. We've got Dale Tanhart with us as well. And I guess it's a good place to start. Uh, Dale hadn't hadn't really spoke to you over the weekend. I know since NFL has started, everybody seems to be really uh, distant kind of on the Sundays. Everybody's kind of sticking to themselves. But for the most part, we did playback, uh, playback.tv slash garage guys. Come watch NASCAR. If you listen to this podcast, come check it out on a Sunday. But uh, I wanted to catch up with you because I, I don't know if you feel the way I feel about Texas. But, uh, you know, obviously it, it stings to have, uh, you know, not have an outright hit two weeks in a row. But, uh, but yeah, where, where are you at with it? How, how are we feeling about uh, just everything that went down on Sunday? Yeah, for betting, I kind of went all in on Ty Gibbs, even though I went in mm. much lighter than I did on Xfinity, which Xfinity burns more for me because – I feel like I called that race perfectly. I said, Faye, Justin Allgaier. I said, hey, I said, uh, hammer John Hunter Nemechek. And that was both correct. And I had a top Chevy thing that was like, hey, don't pick Allgaier, pick these guys. And it was all the right call. And then my top Chevy bet lost. Uh, Parker Kligerman got top Chevy, didn't have him. Mm. Uh, I had four other Chevys outside of Justin Allgaier. And then bad beat with Austin Hill had him for a top five is like a huge play. Josh Berry's a top five, huge play. They both were in a wreck and just that race was chaos Sunday. I mean, I was kind of on the, I was on the Ross train, um, had some Ty Gibbs, Blaney, uh, Kyle Bush. Of course he crashed. And, um, yeah. It was just kind of – I didn't think Hendrick really had – other than Larson, which, you know, we I feel like we get in these conversations where when Kyle Larson has the car to beat, he never wins. Uh, I just wasn't going to bet on him at 4-1 to one or, you know, plus 450. And then um, Willie B did – didn't Benjamin build things, man. Just hung around, hung around. With like 30, 40 to go. I tweeted. I said, that, and I think at the time William Byron was in like sixth place. Oh yeah. I tweeted. I was like, this just feels like a Benjamin Bill race. You hang around twentieth, then you hang around tenth, 
and you sneak up and win the thing. And then he, that's a, literally exactly what happened. So uh, right place, right time, survive in advance, capitalize on other people's mistakes. That's what William Byron did. And they got another victory in their route towards first championship since 2001 for that 24 team. So, yeah, 300 wins for Hendrick Motorsports. Big congrats to them. I mean, they, they no nobody's done it really like like Hendrick, man. They they just put it down. They lay the law down. Uh I think the big hat thing, uh it's it's excessive, but I mean, Hendrick like I, I get Rick's an old man, dude. Rick, Rick's an old man. He's done a lot of things. He had apparently he had a uh, a special gray big hat made for the 300 wins. And uh, I had a, uh, I put a garage guys report, you know, call the hotline photo out. I like the way I'm doing those now. And, um, and it was just him wearing that hat, just like off to himself in victory lane. Like, and I think for him, like, like I saw a tweet that came out on this, uh, this account uh, that, that has like the Dale cutout or whatever. And he was saying about how, you know, it's, it, it, that's a thing that was existing in sports for a while and it's just kind of like cringe and i mean i get where he's coming from and i see that but also on the same side it's like when you're rick hendrick and you're you know you're that old you just you, you do whatever you know like that's i think that's way more of a rick hendrick thing he just likes those gigantic hats and uh and he's all about it they definitely like have not cared about like i i don't see the big hats anymore like i feel like it was a fad in all other avenues of life but when william byron wins like no it's back like that is the one time you still see the big hat thing is when william byron wins it's kind of yeah. fun i they think kind of made it their thing yeah like that that's that's the thing now about that's what i was gonna say it's 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 like it doesn't matter what society is doing it's like this is William Byron and Rick. It's like their special moment together. They they wear big hats. And plus, I mean, Rick is Rick's like, you know, shout out to a, a great New Orleans rap legend, Manny Fresh. Rap uh, you know, the house real big, cars real big. Like that is Mr. H's song. Like it really is when you think about it. You could just look at that guy and you hear that. Like I could go find as many video clips about Rick Hendrick and probably make a, a music video out of that song. I don't know if that, that song may have been. I feel like you you should probably have heard that song at least some points in your life. I do not know. I'll be honest. It's okay. Uh, well, shout out to him. But yeah, that was uh that was something I wanted to, to chat about. It's just always funny seeing seeing Rick out there. He just seems like he's having the time of his life, man. But yeah, with Willie B, dude. I mean, like you said, hung around, uh, didn't get too impatient, uh, and just kind of played the game the way it was. And I did not think coming into Texas. I really felt like things would be a little bit better. Uh, there were definitely some teams that still had the tire issues, namely RCR. And talking about patience and waiting around and biding our time, one of the bets that I had uh, as well that you had, I had a couple cash real quick before I'd get into some of the specifics. Um, the Ross Chastain top 10 was a lock at even money. I hope you guys hammered the shit out of that. I had two units on that play um just a fantastic like like when FanDuel offers you even odds on a Ross Chastain top 10 you you put your mortgage on that so that was the lock of of the week we cashed that one I had Byron over MTJ uh which I thought like honestly e even the majority of the race I, I made a comment before it started in playback uh talking about how you know it's not nighttime and it's not cold that's when 
MTJ seems to shine the most. Uh, Vampire, who's to say? But I will say this much, uh, you know, even with Willie B not performing as well in the beginning, he seemed to have kind of whatever he needed to, to get ahead of MTJ. So I love that play. And then I got shit blasted with the, uh, the Ryan Blaney over Tyler Reddick with that last minute penalty. We would have had those two straight matchups cash, but we went like two. I think we went like two for six or two for seven, dude. My outrights, the, the Kyle Bush one hurt the most, dude, because I was all over that play. Practice and qualifying comes. Dude is just shining on him. He's like third fastest uh, looking at the lap averages. He was like right up there with the boys. I was like, this is it. Like we, we had this one in the bag. We had this one figured out, talked about it last Monday. And then out of nowhere, you know, he starts complaining on the radio and he starts saying about how my, my car, my tire is going down. And this was after Austin Dillon's tire issue happened, which is also very fitting because last year, while RCR seemed to have it figured out with tires, uh, you know, they, they got it figured out throughout the race. Like early on, there was issues, but they figured it out. It seemed like right off the bat, they were kind of like right back where they started. And Kyle Busch was was driving, and we saw him getting slower and slower, and all of a sudden he spins out. Well, I had somebody go check out the radio and was listening into the radio while all that was happen, happening. And, uh, and apparently his crew chief is telling him something about through one of the turns where, you know, you're, you're going to have that feeling in the car, how to kind of work through it, what to do to, you know, preserve it until the stage was over. We could get down to, you know, pit lane and, and get you fixed up. So where, you know, you'd still have a rocket. We ends up wrecking, fucked my entire day. Uh, Cause that was my big play. And I had comments about that because I feel like when you have a crew chief, like it's not Joe Gibbs racing. RCR is not Joe Gibbs racing. They're not going to have similar setups by any means. It's way less funded than JGR. And I think that that's kind of where Kyle Busch is, right? Especially at this race, at least. And he made the comment about how it seems like when I'm not pushing and I'm not trying, you know, we get better finishes. You know, I just kind of cruise around. He was like, but, but I'm trying to, to do what I did, you know, JGR, I guess that he didn't, that's out of context, but he said, I'm trying to, to push and get these, you know, these great finishes or whatever stages, however you want to look at it. My whole point was, is like, it's just frustrating. I don't want to bet on him anymore because it seems like he's in his head. Yeah, I, him calling himself like a letdown, like letting down the team. Um, that was definitely interesting where you kind of feel like you're in a, he's had those tweets. He like, he's had those like kind of ominous tweets where he, you kind of like, what's wrong with Kyle Bush? It's, it's scary. It's interesting, but. No, I mean, I, I bet on Kyle, too, and that just sucked. And, and this wasn't like a tire issue that we saw last year. The, this was just like uh, with Kyle Busch, it was, a, it was a vibration, maybe a loose wheel. And then with Austin Dillon, it was a loose wheel, but it was just, I guess it was on the team for not getting the wheel on in the middle of green flag pit stops, which you had two loose wheel issues, which I got to give Goodyear a little bit of credit. They did not bring a time bomb explosion tire. Once again, the tire held up. It ne- it didn't have very much wear. You got to get better on on having some tire wear. But at least it wasn't a ticking time bomb like it was last year. So credit to Goodyear for that. 
but wheel offs just shouldn't fucking happen. And I don't think Kyle Bush had one. I think he just lost it when he was struggling. Um, but Austin Dillon had one. Todd Gillen had one. I don't care whose fault it is. I don't. You can't. We cannot have wheel offs anymore. It's ridiculous. It's beyond insane at this point in the Gen 7 race car. I don't care whose fault it is. Just should not fucking happen. Period. But when we talk about Kyle Busch, yeah, I, I picked him uh, first four out, or next four out, on uh, guys that won't advance to the round of eight. This is not a great round for him on racetrack. So I did bet on him. I thought the data looked pretty good for practice for at least 12 to 1. Um, and, and honestly, they really weren't that great. I mean, they kind of fell back quick, you know, right to the back end of the top 10. They were running seventh. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it, it is a, a sim a, an interesting situation on, on where his head is at. You feel like you don't see him in a non or or, or a, a a role of lacking confidence, and that's kind of where I feel like we see him at. Yeah, he needs to be an asshole again. That's that's the Kyle Bush I know and love, and. And Denny, Denny's done a great job at taking over kind of the asshole role. And, you know, and assholes win for the majority of the time. You know, they're, they're, Now, I do give Kyle Bush credit. I feel like he gained something back by driving backwards around the track. It was like... That was cool. Like, it's like, which he's done that before, but it's like the reverse victory lap. Like, you're going forward, but you're driving backwards. It's pretty great. Love that. Um, see, if there's one positive thing you take away from that is... Kyle, in my eyes, Kyle Busch is now a three-time champion because of his ability to drive a full lap backwards. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. Did I, you see I, that I ambulance that. was chasing him while he was driving backwards. Yeah, that was so weird that they were just <laughs> driving right behind him. We gotta get we gotta get you to Phil Carson. He's just like I don't give a fuck. Like it just seems like he's given up, like on on life. And, and I think the only thing is is. You know, you come from a team like JGR and you go to RCR, like he came out the gate hot, right? He came out the gate so fucking hot at Auto Club. And you got to think in that moment in the beginning of the season, you're on top of the world, dude. You, you know, and I bet him live for that race. I had him for Talladega. I bet on him at Dega, man. And he got it done in the eight car at Talladega. And I'm like, dog, like, here you go. And after that, it just all went downhill. And so I was, it's, it's just frustrating to see because you wanted it's almost like it's it's like he got tricked. I think like deep down inside he feels tricked. He feels like he got trick played and he's like but but I think it's just because of how different things probably are between JGR and RCR and probably how different the strategy setups are. And you cuz you know he's talking to people. You know he's talking to other people like with other teams and what's happening and what's going on and 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 I don't I don't know if there's maybe that big of a jump between Toyota and Chevy. I mean, I don't drive these cars, so I don't know. But what I do know is is whatever is going on, Kyle has the ability to to flip a switch internally and figure something out to at least find his way back to being that driver that he's always been. And and I think everybody has that capability. It just depends on on how deep you want to dig. And he's got a lot going on too, like in his outside life. I mean, we know he's a business owner. He's got a energy drink company. I don't really know 
everything that's happening in outside of NASCAR for Kyle or, or what's on his plate. But, you know, sometimes you just got to sit down and you got to write down, you know, what am I doing in my life and, and where am I putting my focuses on and what am I not putting my focuses on and figure out what it's going to take to, to, to make yourself happy and whatever you're doing. He's so, won three races this year. It's not, it's, this isn't the end of the world. He's, yeah. he's had a better year than he's had like the last two years. So if yeah, there's anybody that can go win shit, I forgot about that one. If, if there's anybody that can come out of the funk and win at two tracks that he's not historically great at, it's, it's Kyle Bush. So he, he, there's, I'm not going to be betting on him for Talladega. I'm not going to be betting on him at the Roval, but uh, it would not surprise me if he came out and found a way. So, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so I, I loved when we were getting the, the cautions, right? Um, when everything was going down with that, I loved how we had Bubba and Kyle Bush door to door and – yeah, I don't love really anybody like getting taken out. Like Kyle, Kyle Larson was on fire, dude. They, you meant you meant Bubba and Kyle Larson, not Kyle yeah, Bush. Yeah, not Kyle Bush. Bubba and Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson was on fire, dude. And you know, somebody had somebody had to stop him. I mean, I mean, if we're being real, like it was uh, Bubba was that guy. He got that restart. He 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 battled him, dude. He went toe to toe. With Larson throughout, and Larson lost. Larson lost the fight. Uh, do you think that that was good racing or a dirty move? No, I think it, that was good racing. I think, which Bubba lost too. Um, I think the crash is just a prime example of that. Uh, if, if you are the guy on the top side, the, the only way you're going to be able to hold steady with that guy on the inside is but you got to pinch him as much as you possibly can and put an arrow disadvantage there, which is exactly what he did. That is a classic guys on your outside and you get a big arrow loose feeling when somebody sucks you around, basically you suck the air off. Of and that's kind of what Bubba did. There was a little bit of contact, but I mean that that's just like hard racing, racing as tight as possible because as soon as is Larson or Bubba, as soon as one of those guys, gets the lead you're not passing that that's that's how this car is at most places and that's certainly how texas is with one dominant groove even though on restarts you could kind of race a couple grooves um still difficult to pass that was just classic arrow loose moment with kyle larson um you, you gotta hold side by side as long as you can if you're bubba in that situation to try to get the lead and he did and and larson lost it you know that's that's not a Bubba problem, and I'm sure Kyle Larson. I don't. I didn't see an interview, but I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. You know, he lost it. He lost it from the arrow situation, the arrow disadvantage he was put in, and yeah, he did have the car to beat. He and him and Denny Hamlin had the two cars to beat, just like Bristol. Mm-hmm. And you know, Denny made a mistake pitting at the end of that. You know, with 15 to go or whatever it was, that was an interesting call. That was an interesting moment where. I also thought a, the majority of the cars were going to pit, and they definitely did not. You had Denny, Brad, a few other guys pit, and they got trapped way back uh, towards the end of the lead lap when most of the field stayed out. 
gave Bubba Wallace an opportunity. And that's what gave William Byron an opportunity. When Hamlin, Brad, a few of those other guys pit, William Byron just continued to creep up the leaderboard. And um, after Bubba and Larson wrecked, it definitely was Bubba's race. And then he had a Chase Briscoe. I, I just can't believe that Chase Briscoe had a shot to win this race and was on the front row with Bubba Wallace. And they went at it, had a good race. And then uh, Briscoe kind of got tight and that opened the door for Benjamin Bill to, to sneak up there. But, you know, regarding the whole thing, it's it, to me, it's fair, not foul. Texas going to Texas in the in any way that it can. And it did. I think overall it was a better Texas race than everybody anticipated. I think you can say the same thing about the Xfinity race won by John Hunter Nemechek. They were both better races than you anticipated. And with Cup, for me, as long as he didn't have tires exploding left and right like you had in 2022, better race. Upgrade. For sure upgrade. And that's what we had, and we had a compelling finish because of the restarts and the crashes and the chaos that NASCAR got. And that led to what we saw with the Bubba Wallace, Benjamin Bill, all the entertainment that that was what it was, was simply because you kept getting restarts. You kept getting cautions that gave opportunities for that to happen. And um, that is, that kind of sums up part of what present day NASCAR is anyway. But all in all, better Texas race than anticipated because you didn't have the tire issues that you had in 2022. And, you know, you had a, Compelling finish there. You did. So um, I actually, I found myself enjoying the end of both races for sure. I did. Well, that's, that, that's good. I'll say I was very angry uh, throughout the, I was the kid with the veins popping out of his neck, the computer. Um, and that meme, that was me, the majority of the race. I was just so frustrated uh, with a lot of different, different things that were happening there. And I think the thing was, is I went in, anticipating this to be uh to be more of i guess kansas and it's just kansas is kansas and it's not i'm looking at like intermediates across the board and there are definitely differences at every track and that's what i've digested now after a day and I, i made a comment on playback where i said i said i'm not betting on texas next year I'm I'm canceling it. I'm not not doing it. That was a lie. Um, that was anger. I will be betting on Texas again next year. And yeah, you talk about Briscoe and then just want to run down the top ten. So obviously William Byron first, Roush Chastain second, Bubba third, Christopher Bell fourth, Denny Hamlin fifth, Kevin Harvick continuing strong top tens and sixth, Brad Kay in seventh, Daniel Suarez in eighth, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ninth, and Chase Briscoe tenth. Those SHR cars, Ricky Stenhouse being able to work their way into the top 10 was amazing. Um, you know, wish I could go back in time. We would look at uh, the, the Ricky top 10. I don't even know what his odds were. I didn't even bother to look at it. I should have. Um, but shout out to that man. He hit me up. He hit, he'll hit me up like once once in a while whenever Gardner Minshew do, does good and he'll just text. He'll just say, Minshew. And he straight up sent that over because apparently the Colts, uh, the Colts beat the uh who are they who are the Colts? The Ravens? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did lead into a win. My guy Gardner from just got uh, that, uh High. Yeah, from from Mississippi, dude. That's why I told him I said I said it at some point and I feel like this might be the year. I mean, this has nothing to do with the race, but we've got to find a way to get Gardner and then us do something with Ricky and Gardner. 
I feel like that's a connection that's been needing to happen for far too long now. But uh, shout out to him for getting that top 10 here. And then Briscoe, I I found what it looked like to me was it's just all about position on restart, man. Like if you were up there, like with the front runners, you were going to be okay. But if you got towards the back, you were fucked. That's how it was with Texas. It was just so much of an advantage of, of the air. But it, it's like, I don't know where it started. I, I think it was somewhere like, because like you would see Ryan Blaney be back in like the 20, like he would be like in running 20th. And then he wouldn't move, dude. He'd be like a magnet. He's stuck there. But you get Ryan Blaney up on a restart in like eighth or seventh, like he was working his way up towards third. It's it, it's just so wild. It's so yep, wild. That's, that's present day NASCAR. That's not just Texas. It's more so at Texas because there's one kind of one and a half racing groups i'll say that much well that's that's what i was saying is because there's not two dominant racing groups like you see at kansas or charlotte or these other mile and a half or intermediates where you can gravitate to the top so yeah texas you have one main line you could kind of run two lines you could kind of run that middle line a little bit and in one and two and you run the bottom and one and two, and then in three and four, mainly run the bottom, and you could run that. You could run higher on restarts and get your nose out there. But clean air, man, clean air is key, and the cautions brought on strategy opportunities for guys to gamble on two tires to stay out, and that's kind of what mixed up the field throughout the race. Uh, that led to guys like Chase Briscoe and Kevin Harvick kind of popping up there towards, uh, kind of popping up there towards top ten. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was good either way, uh, you know, especially with SHR and talking about SHR, I guess if that's really all I got for Texas, there was really nothing else other than that. Just, you know, shout out to Will- Willie B for, for doing his thing, I guess. Shout out to Ross Chastain for securing the lock bed of the century and with the top 10 at even money. And um, Justin Haley, which could have got a couple more spots, but that's, that's about it, man. Five five to one for a top ten. That'd have been nice. That'd have been real nice. Um, but we're gonna, I guess, talking about SHR moving into Talladega week. We're here. Um, some of the odds are 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 there for sure. But this is always one of those races, guys, where I mean it's just with Talladega, it, it's not so much about the odds, it's more just about the feeling, right? And if there was gonna be a feeling that I was gonna have this week, it would be with Chase Briscoe and Ryan Priest for the paint schemes that they have unveiled for this race at Talladega. They're treating Talladega like a throwback race, but the ultimate throwback race uh, it is now Stuart Haas Dennett racing and the Wonder Bread and Old Spice cars are coming to the track this weekend. Ryan Priest will be running the Wonder Bread 41 and Chase Briscoe running the Old Spice 14. This had to be just as exciting if for you as it was for me. Just the most ultimate like way to start your day, seeing that. Yeah, um, magic, man. You kind of said that term at the beginning of the show. That was all the talent. There's, I just see so many haters of Talladega Nights, and if Fuck you're em. one of those people, like you need to check on the just like your ability to have fun. Like I don't know if there's a something in your brain like there's a part of your brain that's like the fun part that needs to be reevaluated because talladega nights is one of the most fun movies of all time and it's a phenomenal movie 
in my opinion. And, you know, it's one thing if you don't like it, but to complain about it and, and, and blast it all the time, which I feel like I see um, in, in comments like on TikTok or Instagram and then on Twitter as well, like check, check your ability to have fun and, and, and come back, reevaluate yourself. But yeah. no, that's huge. I think um, it, it does bring back a lot of fun memories. It's a very creative idea. It's really cool that the sponsors jumped on. Obviously, Old Spice was something. Uh, Old Spice was something that was a part of the sport with Tony Stewart back then. Anyway, you know, Wonder Bread. I, I don't know if they've actually ever had anything. I don't think they have, unless it was an activation related to this movie. But perfect. Because Ryan Priest saw the fear with his accident at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it would be more perfect if he was actually running the Cheetah car, which Kurt actually Bush. was run. Yep, Kurt Busch ran that back in the day. But um, no, Ryan Priest saw the fear. And they had an awesome little video from SHR. They hyped it up great. Good looking poster. Cool, cool deal. You know, I do wish we were going to Talladega this weekend, partially because... That gave me some FOMO when I saw that. Uh, we will be in in St. Louis for NHRA this weekend. I'm very excited for that. Don't discredit yeah. that uh, at all. But I, I got a little bit of FOMO seeing they reveal the Talladega, Talladega Knights cars. And um, I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to make a lot of people happy. So naturally, I hope they both, Ryan Priest and Chase Briscoe, naturally, I hope they both run well and they run up front and they contend for the win. Well, if they did any, if they do anything like they did at Daytona, I think they'll they'll have a shot because the SHR cars were were fucking alive, dude, at Daytona earlier when we were actually. It's funny because we were in St. Louis during the Daytona race where SHR ran well. We're gonna be back in St. Louis this weekend where SHR's at Talladega with these vehicles. So hopefully we we can see some correlation there. Uh, because I'm I'm definitely probably gonna look to bet on on Ryan Priest or or Chase Briscoe take Magic Man or El Diablo, whichever one. Take both of them to win the poll for sure. They have had an awesome, awesome intermediate not intermediate restrictor plate, whatever you want to call it, super speedway package, especially when it comes to qualifying. They've had a great talking about Stuart Haas racing. They have had a great package. Uh, at the super speedways and at daytona i mean chase briscoe was leading that motherfucker for a lot of that race so i mean they they've been they've had cars that could do it so yeah it's gonna be tough not to bet on them now it really is it really is well i think i might be there with you yeah i feel i feel like that is like a given uh i know ryan priest is five to one or 50 to one right now on caesars and chase briscoe is 33 to one to win on caesars so uh, everything pretty much Talladega, you're going to get your long odds. Uh, the, obviously the favorites for this one, they, everything starts around 10 to one Brad K being the favorite, uh, the, the top guy on Caesars right now, uh, alongside Denny Hamlin at 12 to one. But, um, I, I'll say that the, the qualifying is, is going to be a definite for me, like, uh, just because of what we saw. So we'll have to relay that again. Did you, did you do you did qual? I know you had uh Chris Bell at, at Bristol. Are, are you still have you have you got off the wagon uh with qualifying? Are you are you back? Are you no, back? I did. Yeah, I've hit Christopher Bell twice in a row, um, until this weekend. I did I did do qualifying bets this week and I had Brad K. 
and I think he qualified second or third. So I uh, no, I super speedways. I think you know Texas is a toss up because it's a mile and a half that is still not a lot of data for, not a lot of legitimate data, and it's very different from the other mile and a half. When I say not a lot of legitimate data, um, last year was a, a shocker when Brad K won the poll because they didn't have any intermediate speed in 2022 leading up to it. Um, it was a wild card with the, with the tire concerns, you know. But when it comes to the super speedways with qualifying, you have a good idea on who is fast and who has been good at qualifying on all three Daytona, Talladega, Daytona races this year. And for me, it's it's a couple of the Gibbs guys and then Stuart Haas racing. I think if you bet on two guys from those two programs, you have a great shot at winning the poll, winning a poll bet. SHR, Joe Gibbs. I don't we I don't have odds yet on qualifying, but that's where I would that's where I will be. That's where I will be betting this weekend. And you know, we'll talk about that more on Dale Center and another point throughout the week as well so um but race odds you were talking about priests and these guys priest is 50 to one briscoe is right around there as well i think yeah or 30 to one i'm looking at bet rivers right now yeah Uh, yellowwood 500 bets i got one easy one but i'll let you go first on something else that you like yeah so um i was gonna say shout out to caesars by the way uh nick uh geffen aka roto doc he has brought up this new line that they're throwing out which is the race to go to overtime uh so did not get to uh to see that at texas but we did get to uh to see it the week before it's like minus 130 for um for the yellowwood 500 i'm gonna stay away from that just because of some of the uh i guess the 2022 race at talladega really just was so tame and even last year was was decent um they we had some some things that went down i can't remember exactly how much carnage if there was a ton or not but it seemed good to me uh i know chase elliott won that one if i'm not mistaken yeah if you're talking about last wait you said two different last year and then what yeah i got confused i confused myself I'm trying to remember exactly. Yeah, Chase Elliott won 2022. In the well, there were like no big wrecks. And then right. spring of this year was very tame for like 90% of the race. And then all hell broke loose at the end because everybody was in a uh, – you were worried everybody was going to run out of fuel. And then they restarted and then Bubba and Blaney were going for it and then they wrecked and then Kyle Busch won. Now, yeah. spring of 22 – I can't, it wasn't a lot of wrecks in spring of 22 either. I Sports think it was end. That was when Eric Jones, RIP 60 to one, uh, gave up the win and Chastain snuck through and got it. Yeah, that was, yeah, that so was, that, they were yelling that de- uh, de- Chris, Def Leffert sucks, Kid yeah. Rock in, in victory lane. Uh, overall, the Dagger races in the Gen 7 era have been pretty tame compared like- to what they were at the end of Gen 6. I like it like that too, man. Um, it's it's just it's so badass to watch them be able to to go that fast and and work that tight. Daytona seemed to be the one that that we have the most wild shit going down now. So it's uh, I, I guess looking at it from an odd standpoint, like I said, with that bet right there, I'm waiting to see if they're gonna release a no for overtime. I want to know what that's gonna be because obviously it's gotta it's gonna have to be plus odds 
So I'll wait and see what that is. But for right now, other than the Talladega night schemes, which will be bet on, I think I'm going to be looking at, uh, at at probably Ryan Blaney, 12 to one, uh, just because that's the, the, I think that's a lock for everybody though. The pod pie, let me give one. That's probably not going to be a lock for everybody. One that's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to go, I'm going to go in, in a weird uh, direction here and, and say that I might look at betting on Austin Dillon, 33 to one. Uh, Austin Dillon is, he's had some better finishes. Uh, I know back in, I think he finished like inside the top five here, early 2022. Um, and it just feels like eventually that three car is going to have to get a dub. And Austin has went winless this year. Usually he'll get like a Daytona race or something like that every now and then, but it feels like it should be a little more reoccurring. And also too, just to see the three win at Talladega again would be dope. I think I'm going to go with that because he drives the three car. Caesars has him 33 to one. It's a lot of three energy. We know about trinities on this podcast. We're big Trinity guys. So signs are pointing to yes for Austin Dillon, in my opinion. Okay. I'm going to go Brad K. I know he's the favorite. He should be. This is the weekend. I've been saying it since the end of Daytona. Brad K. I've been riding him all year on the super speedways. Just you're not going to shut him out. You're not going to shut him out two years in a row at Super Speedway racetracks. He should have won Atlanta. Fuck, he should have won Daytona. Uh, he was in the mix at Talladega in the spring. This is his playground. Nobody has accumulated more points, I feel like, over the past six to eight weeks than him and Chris Buescher. This is the weekend. Chris Buescher, you get you take a step back, and you're going to push your boss to a win this time. He's been helping you all year long. It's time you push Brad K to the win 12 to one bet it as soon as you can bet top three, bet top five, bet top four. Brad Keselowski will win this race. Book it. I don't know what else I'm betting yet. Maybe Blaney you should just bet Maybe on Bubba. Him. Brad K is winning this motherfucking race. I'll tell you right now it's going to happen. He's so due. There's nobody. Nobody better at Talladega. There's nobody better at super speedway racing in the field collectively throughout all their careers than Brad Keselowski. He's winning this race. You book it. You heard it here first. You've heard it from me for like weeks now, but this is the official statement. Now, Chris Buescher is going to help the boss man this time, and he's going to push him to a fucking win. It's been over two years since he's won. That ends on Sunday around four o'clock. Eastern time, Brad Keselowski will win this race. 12 to 1, lock it in. It's going to happen. Is that a one-shot wonder guarantee? No, no. I mean, I I want to bet. <laughs> I want to bet on my triple Bs, right? I feel like that's a good strategy. Brad, Blaney, Bubba. Uh, Bubba's like 16 to 1. I think that's a good bet. Blaney's always a good bet. Definitely bet on your triple Bs, which are the three, I think, the three best super speedway racers in the field. Brad, Blaney, Bubba. They've knocked on the door. At least one of them has knocked on the door of winning every single Super Speedway style race this year. So, yeah, give me those three guys. And then um, 
think you once again you got to watch out for a guy like AJ Allmendinger sitting around 60 to 1, 55 to 1. Underrated um at, at this style of racing. He won the Xfinity race here last year. He's led a lot of laps in the Xfinity series and he's found himself in the Daytona 500 and in another Talladega race hanging around in the top 5 competing for the win in that college Chevrolet. So maybe an all guy or an all guy, an Almondinger, Justin Haley. Always like those guys at the super speedways if all hell breaks loose. So, but the main guy, the main emphasis play here, Brad K is going to win period. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, no one shot wonder guarantee on that. Uh, I know we've, we've done, I usually try to do one a year, uh, but yeah, that's not a bad bet whatsoever. I'll have Brad K too. I, I'm going to sprinkle the board a lot this week. Uh, I think that's just the best strategy through and through for super speedway races. Uh, you just play it around, treat it like a DFS lineup, you know, sprinkle around, play around the, the top tens, top fives, or they, they can be lucrative, especially with the top 10 bets. So I'll have some more of that as well. Make sure you're following us on action network. That's where you're going to see the goods. Also just wanted to say um, that there is a big announcement coming from the, uh, the monster energy crew uh on wednesday so be alert for that had a had a good buddy of mine hit me up to let me know that a big announcement is coming on wednesday don't really know what that means but letting you know now uh make sure you follow us on action network that's where you're going to be able to find the majority of our picks for the nascar cup series uh you'll have them out like just sunday morning when you wake up head over to action network look for dale tanhart look for chase holden we're gonna hook you up we're ready to go uh, we're excited. We're winning Talladega. I will make I will make a guarantee that there will be winners at Talladega. Okay, there will be winning bets. There ain't gonna be no O's and, and six, O's and sevens, O's and tens. However many we bet, there will be winners. So you can guarantee that. Make sure you look at both of our bets. Um, also, I uh, want to just say yes. Gateway Worldwide Technology Raceway is where we will be. Worldwide Technology Raceway NHRA. Make sure you follow us on all social media at Garage Guy Chase and at Dale Tanhart collectively at Garage Guys Racing and at Garage Guys FS on X. That's where you're going to see all the content we're going to be putting down and make sure you follow Worldwide Technology Raceway as well. So that's going to be fun to be our first time there. We should have a lot of great action this weekend um, and subscribe to the new Garage Guys YouTube channel. Garage Guys Report, only Dale's. Uh, there's more videos coming. I, I'm getting ready to put together a, uh, I, I found it late, but I found the list of Bristol walkout songs and I'm going to be running those down. I uh, might start that out on the report. If not, it will be a standalone video on that new Garage Guys YouTube channel. But all in all, just make sure you follow it because that's how you show that you support as well as buying Garage Guys merch on dailydownforce.com. So uh, with all that being said, uh, happy Talladega week. And uh, I'm ready to make some money. And we will be talking to you more again on Dale Center. Have a great week. Goodbye. Brad K. Payday. Book it.